Amen. Welcome to our Wednesday uh, midweek service. Um, we've been hitting the message, uh, how to possess God's promises. So we want to spend some time with uh, locking back into how to possess God's promises today. And we're going to start here with uh, Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. I'll walk through quite a few scriptures today, so get your notebooks out, write down the scriptures, just so you have some things for you to study throughout this week. So this is a familiar scripture that's been quoted so many different times uh, throughout all of our growth, a lot of our growth in the kingdom. Verse 11, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end or a final outcome. I have a final outcome. And so the, the Amplified version is interesting because the Amplified says, I know the thoughts and plans I have for you. So it just breaks down. God saying, I know the thoughts and plans I have for you. Um, and he's saying, I know these thoughts. He says, but he wants us to know these thoughts. And I was meditating on that scripture. I know the thoughts and plans I have for you. And I can hear God saying, hey, I know the thoughts and plans that I have. Will you live them out? I know the thoughts and plans I have for you. Will you live them out? Or, as we've been talking about here the last couple of weeks, will you possess them? Will you possess them? Let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians 9. I'm going to read it in two versions. Here, King James first, and then I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Great chapter, great passage of scripture. Um, in my Bible, it opens up with free and cheerful giving. But we'll start here at verse 6 in the King James Version. It says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. It says, every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the uh, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that minister ministereth seed to the sower, both minister uh, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. And verse eleven it says being being enriched in everything to all bountifully, bounty 
fullness, which causes uh, through us thanksgiving to, to God. And I want to read the Amplifies. It says this. It says, remember this. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap or possess sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously, that blessing may come. Uh, and he who sows generously, generously, that blessing may come to someone, will also reap, and that is possess generously and with blessings. It said, let each one give as he has made up in his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above all things, and is unwilling to, ab to abandon and to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it, giver whose heart is in his giving. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and, and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every work of char charitable donation. It says, as it is written, he, the benevolent person, scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. And God, who provides seed for the sower and bread for the eating, will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the, fru the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. This, this, thus, I'm sorry, you will be enriched in all things. You'll be enriched in all things, in all possessions, and in every way, so that you may be generous, and your generosity, as it is, administered by us, will bring forth thanksgiving to God. So, so again, we also, you know, uh, you know, the beginning of the scripture, it talks about he the sword sparingly uh, and grudgingly will, will reap or possess sparingly and grudgingly. He will sow it bountifully, will reap or possess bountifully. So a lot of times our, what's, what's hindering us possessing what God has is because it's all, um, it's all, we could say chain link or it's all connected. You know, uh, from way back from the beginning when he first gave us the first uh, seed-bearing fruit, it was to, uh, for us to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish, and keep things going. So if we hold back what God has given us, then somebody's holding back what God is giving them to give to us. Um, so it's, sometimes it's hard for us to take possession um, because we've, uh, we've uh, been reserved in our own benevolence. And so, so a possession is something to be inherited. Um, and th the word inher inheritance means to come into possession. Um, it's uh, uh, something that we receive uh, through experiences that call for uh, an exercise of faith, obedience, and patience. Um, basically, is apprehending or taking possession of what's trying to apprehend or take possession of you, as Paul says in Philippians 3, right? And I wanted to read here. 
right, let's uh, we're gonna go to to Leviticus twenty twenty four, but I know I don't have this uh, listed for you as a as a a scripture for those that are looking online. But I did want to give you. I just want to read this. Read through this Genesis seventeen. It's uh, verse one. I'm gonna start with verse one. It says, "When Abraham was ninety years ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham, to Abram, and I'm sorry, when Abram, not Abraham, when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God." Walk before me, and be thou perfect, complete, or mature. It says, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and look, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying. He fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying. Uh, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I, will give, uh, and I will give unto thee and thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan. And look at this. So God says, I'm going to make your people blessed, but I'm going to give you this land. He says, all the land of Canaan. He says, for an everlasting possession. Uh, highlight that, underline that. For an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. So, so here, God had this uh, promise to Abraham um, and his seed of a blessing. Or, um, so he promises these blessings, and he said this is an everlasting possession. So not a temporary possession, but something to hold on to. And so what the, with the, the world or the adversary tries to do is, is basically try to, to trick us like he did with uh, Esau and tries to get us to sell out God's promises or what God has for us to, to possess. So, so we know it's from God when it's something that lasts. And so what the adversary tries to get us to do is to compromise or take a bribe. And so a bribe has, has something, um, it has a certain smell on it. And that smell is called temporary. <laughs> you know, and so it feels good in the moment. Remember... Um, uh, uh, the scripture says, uh, uh, was Moses didn't want the, uh, the pleasures of sin for a season. So he, 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 he was willing to, okay, I'm going to pass up this pleasure right now with Pharaoh to, to get the inheritance I have with my people. <laughs> right. And so it's so interesting. If we look at our lives, we look back at our lives and I, I just, you know, I've just been meditating on a lot because we deal with a lot of people, and I, and um, it's it's uh, it's not even frustrating. It it hurts to see. Uh, how could I? I'm trying to think of a nice word. It hurts to see people uh, tricked into selling out. Like in other words, what they've actually compromised for, they was going to get that and then some but it wasn't going to be temporary. And so, so the scripture says we're blessed with faithful Abraham. So if we stay locked in and we stay patient through faith and obedience, as the scriptures I just read said, we actually can inherit God's promises, but um, 
it takes a lot of faith and patience. And the faith and patience is to prepare us to handle it. The faith and patience is not to, it's not trying to steal anything from us. It's actually preparing us to handle it. Let's look here at Leviticus 20. Leviticus 20. And I told you, we're going to look at just a, quite a few scriptures. So here we read in Genesis 17 how God promised an everlasting possession. And you'll see throughout the scripture, um, God was leading the children of Israel on that same narrow path down the line to receive what he had for them. So Leviticus 20, verse 24. It says, uh, But I have said unto you, ye shall inherit or possess their land, and I will give it unto you to possess it, a land that floweth with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, which have separated you from other people. So here God is reemphasizing. Look, I have something for you to possess. And if we go here in Numbers 13, Numbers 13, and we'll hit Numbers 13, 26. Then we'll go into Numbers 14. Uh, 26, it says, and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran uh, to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land or what's supposed to be produced in the land, right? And so, so you know, they had went out basically to investigate and they came back and said everything that God said that's in this uh, land that he promised we have, right? In verse 27, and they told him and said, we came into the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and there is, and this is the, uh, the fruit of it. Nevertheless, now so everything that God said took place, but here you go. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And these are those that were uh, that produced giants. And the Amicalites dwell in the land of the south. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And so here they went to, to, to spy out what God told them to go to. And God never even told them to spy. So they go to spy it out. They see what God told them, but they saw, uh, uh, as we uh, talked about the other week, uh, they saw <laughs> they saw hurdles. <laughs> they saw obstacles. You know, they saw the that that you know they saw the giants. They saw the Amicalites, the Hittites, the Jebusites. They saw all these obstacles, but God had promised them so like. We, did, we had a leadership meeting the other week, and, um, and I shared something. I know I had a conversation. I keep forgetting who was here, but we just I always have the same conversation about leadership. When you're looking for leadership, you're looking for people to see the whole picture. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I mean you're looking for a lot of things, but you're looking for people to see the whole picture. And we plan on a team, and I decided to pick you captain. I'm not picking you captain because cause you, your area of responsibility, you got down. You said your area. 
No, I'm picking you because you see, you know everybody's position. You know where everybody needs to be. So that means you have to know more than just your position, right? And, and not only that, like, like, if you pick somebody for leadership, it's not just they sweet in their area. They're looking at the whole picture. And people that are look at the whole picture, they, they rarely complain, rarely ever complain. You know why? Because they're looking at the whole picture. So they, they're, 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 they're going, okay, it's probably this, 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 and this. They don't jump to the negative conclusion first. So you, you normally don't pull people into your closer ranks in leadership that don't see the whole picture. Because you got to, they work. They just, they just brought work. You got to spend all your time going, did you look at that over there? How about did you look at that? How about you look at that? So I see, when, I, when I think through this, I think through here they were sent out. When you, they selected the people. They probably selected people that they thought would go out, come back, hey, man, yo, everything God said is cool. But they saw all these giants. And, and listen, I, I, I wasn't there, but uh, when somebody said this to me, uh, uh, this couple we counseled uh, out of town, and they met with another couple that's out of town that we counseled, and they were like, yeah, uh, you know, Pastor Keith, man, he, he details. He's just, be, you know, he's be considering all these things. I would have considered, okay, God sent us. Didn't God know? Oh, so the Jebusites, the Hittites, uh, the Amorites, they just popped up when they went to, when they went to spot the land. So when they showed up, they, they, they just popped up. Just what a coincidence, man. You guys came at the same time. God told us to come too. How long you been here? A couple days? No, they've been there. God knew they were there. They had nothing to do with what he, just like Jesus said, go to the other side. The disciples said, don't you care that we perish? There's a storm. See, I would have been on the boat going, he didn't want to say go to the other side. So, hey, if the storm can rock and reel, Jesus told us to go to the other side. Listen, we're going to get to the other side. He the one told us. He don't look like he worried. I would at least consider he sleep. God said, I'm, I'm, this is a, your, your possession. He says, I, I'm giving you this land. Now because you see people in it now, or you, you see hurdles and obstacles, that makes a difference? What did God say? All right, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, uh, where, where was I? What did I read? I don't even know where I was at. Oh, uh, 28, 29, uh, 30. All right, look, and Caleb, love Caleb, him and Joshua, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once to possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Hold on, this is a key point here. Who sent them? Moses. Who stilled the people? Caleb. See, see, somebody that was rising to leadership saw the big picture. Caleb's like, man, listen, listen. He said, <laughs> let us go up. Want, look, let us go up and do what? Possess it, for we are well able to overcome it, right? In uh, verse 31, it says, but the, but the men that went up with him said, we not we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. How do you know if they're stronger? 
Did you test them? That's thinking worst case scenario, right? 32. And they brought up an evil report. The Bible indicates it was an evil report. An evil report of the land which they had searched unto, unto the children of Israel, saying the land, though, though uh, which we have gone to search it, is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Look, and there we saw giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight, key word, in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we, uh, and so we were in their sight. First of all, they didn't interview them. They didn't know how they viewed them. They were spies. They didn't even see them. That's the whole point. Go in, spy, and get out. So how do they know how, how they viewing them? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so it was an evil report because here God told them to go somewhere, and they, um, instead of going and knowing they can possess it, they second-guessed their ability based on the people that they saw. Uh, I heard this quote by Les Brown. Uh, too many of us are not living in our, our dreams or possessing the vision God gave us because we are living our fears. Too many of us are not living in our dreams because we are living our fears. Every day we're living in our fears. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's that, that's what the Bible says, uh, be transformed by renewing of your mind. We're not imprisoned or not possessing God's promises because they're not available. We're in our own head. We're not possessing them. So, 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 uh, you guys out there watching and, and people sitting in here, let's think through this. Let's think through uh, the last bit of trouble you got in. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, you know, I know you're supposed to forget things behind you. But let's think about the last bit of trouble. I mean, the, where you felt like it really was pulling on you, right? So, so, so think about that for a second. Think about before that even happened or why you was in that trouble, how many times you knew God was telling you to get out of that situation or to change the situation. I mean, be honest. Think about it. Like, like think about how many times you, you hit override or, 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 or what is, what is the, the old school thing? I, well, I used to do this. I, mean, I need a drink. Really? Well, I was saying I need a drink because I needed to numb myself from the signal of conviction that was telling me I need to change some things, right? So, 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 so I, I said that to say we're not comfortable living in our fears. Why is anybody depressed? We're not comfortable living in our fears. And, and, and every day that we're living in our fears, we, we, we get this pull or this conviction to get out, Right? There's something in our default that says, oh, well, okay. Like, there's something that has us justifying that position and not possessing all God has for us. So let's just keep going. That was uh, the evil report. And then, uh, now, now, because that was bled into the environment, because of the negative. So look, here you have 12 people. So we can say two out of 12 is going to see what God sees. <laughs> two out of 12 people in your life is going to see what so, so you just keep counting. Twelve, two of them gonna see. If it's twenty-four, four of them gonna see. 
If it's 36, right, right, if it's 36, six of them are going to see, right? 48, eight of them are going to see, right? Not everybody's going to see it, right? Two out of 12, right? <laughs> Two out of 12. So that's that, 10 folk out of every 12 people you talk to is not going to see it. Just think about that for a second. If you're around a group of, uh, 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 and you, look, look. If it was 12 people sent out to spy the land and they had just got out of bondage in Israel and they're going in to possess the, the land that God has for them, right? You got you to think about this. That means they've been together for a long time, right? <laughs> right? They was rolling together for a long time, right? You think they was friends? You think they was kind of close? And they were selected. Like, like they were selected meaning that we're trusted that you'll go check out the promised land and not stay. <laughs> Come back and let us know. You know, you know, not just like, man, we just, we chilling right here. We ain't never going back. So that means they was close. So out of the, the 12 close people, 10 of them could say the wrong thing. These weren't strangers. These wasn't people at the job. Well, everybody at the job's not strangers, but you know what I mean. These are the people that they was around all the time. All right, so Numbers 14, after they bled this into to their flow, verse 19, it says this. It says, Pardon, I beseech thee the inequity of this people according unto uh, the greatness of thy mercy as thou hast forgiven this people from, from Egypt even till now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. So this is a prayer. Man, forget these, these because because people just start rebelling because now they're worried because there are obstacles. Like, remember the guy at the pool the other week, you know, that wouldn't go into the pool. So people are complaining and complaining and rebelling. And so there, there's, a, there's, there's again, you know, as, as, as Moses and them always did, they, they're praying for the people. And look at this. And the Lord said, I have pardoned, verse 20, according to thy word, but as I truly live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times. Look, ten times for look, uh, ten people that don't believe. And have not hearkened, that's listen with the intent to obey, to my voice, verse 23, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto thy fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. Look, look. But what? But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land wherein uh, whereunto he went, and his seed shall possess it. See, see, see so you got to ask yourself, if you want to possess the land, do you have another spirit, right? Because it says, it says, Caleb had another spirit. Do you have another spirit? Are you just a conformist, or do you have another spirit? Can you operate in the midst of the funkiness of, of compromise? Look here, verse 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say, say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, 
as ye have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Right? As you have spoken, he said, so will I do it to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me. He says, doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of uh, Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. So, again, he says, uh, what does the scripture says, as, 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 a, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Uh, Job said the thing that I greatly fear comes up, come upon me. He's saying, well, basically, you're using your faith to believe for the negative. So that's what you're going to get, right? You don't believe me, so that's what you're going to get. And then uh, let's do here, let's drop down to verse 36, Numbers 14, 36 through 39. And the men which Moses sent to search out the land, who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land, even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of the men that went to search out the land, lived still. And Moses told these sayings unto all the children of Israel, and the people mourned greatly. I see, see, so here you have, I know we're talking about numbers and stuff like that. We're talking about how to possess God's promises. Well, you, this is what's going on around in our lives now. You have... See, see, you don't just have, you're not just waiting for spies to come back, right? See, see, this is, this is 2020. They just send you the information virtually, <laughs> right? So you have stuff being fed to you virtually on a consistent basis. And what's being fed to you is an evil report compared to what God says. How does it line up? If it doesn't line up what God says, it's an evil report. And they're... Do you have another spirit to say, hey, we're still way well able to possess the healing God, God promised us. We're still, still well able to possess the prosperity or, or the benefits of the family or the relationships, whatever, the acquisitions, the ministry, whatever God said, we're still able to possess it independent of all the, 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 the noise, right? all the noise that's being fed into our mind. See, see, the thing is we have to believe we receive God's promises. We have to believe we receive God's promises. Uh, the Bible says in Numbers 30, uh, well, let's just go there since we're in Numbers. Let's go to 33, Numbers 33. If you really look at this stuff, you'll see how it parallels to what's going on in our life now. Like, if you're waiting for everybody to confirm what God says, you're in trouble because 10 out of every 12 people are not going to do it, <laughs> right? And sometimes it's hard, it's, fine, it's hard to find a two because sometimes you're one of the two. <laughs> so, so, so right now, through all this stuff uh, we've been growing through in our life, the two has been me and Melanie Bradley, <laughs> you know, as, as we were growing through every stage of our life and our 28 years together, uh, right? It's been me and Melanie Bradley. In other words, having another spirit in the midst of a whole lot of uh, 
I'm going to call it evil report because it wasn't aligned with what God was saying. All right, so I'm not talking about here heirs. I'm talking about as before we even got here, right? Because God was telling us we were well able to possess the land. Right, Melanie? <laughs> All right, so let's, let's look at uh, verse 50 here, Numbers 33:50. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan to the land of Canaan, this land I've been trying to get you to possess, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy their pictures and destroy their molten images, all their idols, and, and quite pluck down all their high places. And look, look, and ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. See, see, so they actually had the land, but they were worshiping idols. And so they was dispossessed from their possession. So sometimes it's hard for us to possess the God's promises because we're holding on to idols. And it's causing us, so idols will cause you to be dispossessed from what God wants you to possess. And so God told him, look, look, see, God already knew uh, people was in the land. He was bringing them in to, to possess what he was uh, dispossessing from them. And then you have here, uh, uh, do I want to get, do we want to do this one? Um, let's do Deuteronomy 1. Again, a lot of scriptures, hopefully you take the time to write these things down or go back and look at the video or listen to it on SoundCloud um, and really process through this. So, uh, so Deuteronomy 1, uh, and again, if you look through Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy is, Deuteronomy is, is almost like a, a, a chronological breakdown of what's happening in Numbers like they 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 parallel so so you might have one more detail in one than the others but it's similar stories uh so verse 20 it says and i said unto you ye are come unto the mountain of the amorites which the lord our god does give unto us behold the lord the the lord thy god has set the land before thee go up and possess it he's so god set the land before you but you got to go and possess it. And the Lord God, as the Lord God of thy fathers has said unto thee, fear not, neither be discouraged. Don't let nothing pull your courage out. And, and ye came near unto me, every one of you, and said, we will send men before us, and they shall search out the land and bring us word again by what we may go up into the cities um, uh, we shall come. Right? So, so, so what he's saying is, he said, I set, I set this land before you. I set this uh, promise before you, but you have to possess it. Remember, it's a guarantee that God has the promises. It's not a guarantee that we will possess them. And then uh, uh, just for the sake of time, Joshua 17, 14 through 18. Um, uh, now we got to read that too. Let's go to Joshua 17. And so, so the whole point here is there's a whole lot that's promised to a lot of us, 
we have the responsibility to possess it like like so so again one we have to believe it but it's, it's another level to receive it you know you may believe it but you still just because you believe it don't mean you receive it you can talk about what you believe all day but it doesn't guarantee you receive it and and so what we try to do is we try to make belief the only requirement because the belief part is devoid of our actions See, see, if I, if, if I qualify myself on believing God only, then now I've excused my everyday actions. You know what I'm saying? But if I have to receive something, now my belief, it's almost like seed time and harvest. Seed would be the belief, right? The time would be what we're doing in the, uh, in the, in the, with our preparation, our process, and our obedience. And then the harvest would be the possession. You see what I'm saying? And so a lot of times people want to believe only. I believe, I believe, I believe, but they don't want to attach their corresponding actions to it. And then they want to justify, uh, excuse their corresponding actions. So, so ask yourself this sometimes. You've seen over the years, could be uh, different men of God you watched, and you say, I understand why that man of God would do something like that. Like, what is he thinking? He's the man of God, right? You, you, that, you, that's run through your head. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you what he's thinking. He's thinking the same thing you have been thinking when you know you're a child of God and you've done opposite of what God told you to do. He's doing the same thing. He just has, he, he's just doing that at a higher platform. So when you say, I don't know what he's thinking, yeah, I get to sit down. And same thing you was thinking the other day when you compromised. That's what he's thinking. Okay, that's help you out just because you want to know what what he what he thinking, right? And so so let's go here to seventeen. Joshua seventeen. I, every time I've read through this, I just thought this was so interesting. So now we got this whole process. We got this land. You got the land you're supposed to possess. You got God telling them they're supposed to possess. You got people uh, ten ten out of every twelve complaining, <laughs> right? And then here you got, now, now they've crossed over to, to possess it in verse 14, Joshua 14. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to, to inherit or to possess? <laughs> Think about this. So we're all in this position. Somebody's all. So, so look, one out of every 12 is going to say, What about me? <laughs> What about my needs, right? <laughs> this is amazing how this works out. It says, but why is thou giving me but one lot and one portion to inherit, seeing I am a great people for as much as the Lord has blessed me hitherto? And Joshua answered them, if thou be a great people, then get thee up to the wood country and cut down for thyself there in the land of the parasites and of the giants, uh, if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. So he said, if you're a great people, just go and, go and get it. <laughs> What's the, like, what the problem is? Like, <laughs> right? And then the children of Joseph said, the hill is not enough for us. <laughs> and all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, both they who are of uh, uh, Bethshem and her towns and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great, thou art a great people, and hast great power. 
thou shalt not have one lot only, but the mountain shall be thine, for it is for it is a wood, and thou shalt cut it down, and the outgoings of it shall be thine. For thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. So here you got a situation where you got, so you got the people that was questioning if, if, if the promised land was legit. Now we cross over into the promised land, and then you got, you got folk, you always have this, you got folk, here we go. Well, what about us? Huh? We don't have enough. Like, like we, we are great people. So, so Joshua, see, y'all get on Pastor Keith, but, but Joshua, <laughs> I learned this stuff from these people. Joshua's like, you're great people, right? If you if you such a great people, like you just said, go on to the woods, cut down the woods, get what you can eat. He, he said, going up to the mountains where the giants are. He says, but the Canaanites, they have chariots of iron. He, he didn't go, oh, you scared? He just said, go on up, take them out. Like he spoke what they're capable of doing. You're a great people, just go on up there and take them out. Go possess the land. What obstacle can stop you? You're great. And then it was, we, this is Joseph's tribe. You know, Joseph's people that was blessed because of Joseph. Right, so, so again, he took away all excuses, right? Right? So we said two out of every 12, is, two, two, two out of every 12 is going to see it, right? Ten out of every 12 is going to question it. One out of every 12 is going to complain and is right in front of their face. Right? Right? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah, Pastor. All right, so Joshua 18. We just read Joshua 17, but Joshua 18. It says, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up a tabernacle of the congregation there, and the land was subdued before them. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. They, so you still got somebody out of all this stuff still ain't possessed what they're supposed to possess. Right? And, and Joshua said unto the children of Israel, how long are ye slack to go and possess the land which the Lord God your fathers have given you? So, so here we got all these folk. He just was talking to Joseph, and there was still some, like everybody's going to possess some. So you got, you got to, uh, all right, so you got to like, <laughs> everybody going to get their stuff, right? So, so picture God says, we all going to run out to the parking lot. I have all these promises for everybody. We're going to go get our stuff, right? So now, somebody going to slip out ahead of time, look outside, sit down. There's a lot of stuff out there, but there's a whole lot of other people out there guarding it, <laughs> right? Right? So two out, 20% uh, of us is going to be like, they could be guarding what they want. Let's go get it. Let's go get it, y'all. Let's go get it, right? But 80%, but Right? It's going to be like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen, man. So, so then for a while, we're going to be in, a, in, in, in the sanctuary complaining, man, you know, if that's supposed to be our stuff, man, they need to leave, man. Man, I ain't going out there. See, man, what kind of, what kind of promises is this, man? People out there guarding against it. They got guns and stuff like that. So going off. Now, God's going to show up to, to, to Pastor Keith, Pastor Mel. He, he bothered. Why are these people murmuring? I, I, I told them the promises outside. Why don't, why don't they go outside and get their promises? 
Like, he said, he said, and so so me and Pastor Bell, we got to pray, intercede, Lord, just like you got, got all these people out of bondage and brought them to this place of refuge, right? Like, please, please have mercy on them and forgive them, okay? Right? Please have mercy and forgive them. So then, all right, so then we, we, we <laughs> so we go out to possess our stuff, right? So most of us get our stuff, right? But then you got somebody going, well, I don't understand. This is all I got. So we, so we going, all right, well, well, on this side of the parking lot, there's plenty more stuff. You just got to go get it. You just got to dig through all them people that are standing around and go get it, right? But then the response is, yeah, but, you know, they got AK-47s, man. You know, and then, you know, hey, man, I don't know, man. They, 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 they look kind of fierce. So my response is, man, go out there, get your stuff. They can't stop you. All right, so now everybody's getting their stuff, and we go outside. So me and Pastor Mel, everybody's outside, and we see somebody just sitting there looking at everybody getting their stuff. Oh, 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 you know, got to get to play the victim face, you know. I should bring Zamein. He probably can show you the, the, the face. <laughs> right, just. To... And so we come out, we go like, 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 what you doing? Why are you sitting there? Man, how long are you going to be so slack? Go and get your stuff, man. Why are you sitting here? Why are you sitting here looking sad? God promised it to everybody. Go and get it. This, that, that, this is what took place all the way up to Joshua 18. <laughs> Like, all the way up to this, this is what took place. Like, these guys. So here, Joshua 24. <laughs> right? Joshua 24. And we'll just start here at, at uh, 14. It says, Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. Right? Displaying the cracks and, and in truth. It says, put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. It says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served uh, that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord and serve other gods. If you keep on reading, they, they start breaking it down like, oh, no. And Joshua said, now, hold on now. Here you, you, you have a possession. Now, remember way back over there in Deuteronomy 8, he was like, now, when you start building goodly houses and your, your flocks multiply and your lands multiply, you know, don't forget the Lord thy God, for it's he that's given thee the power to get wealth, Right? that he may establish his covenant, his promises, right? And so here he's like, okay, and you'll see them going, oh, no, no, we're not serving no other idols, no other gods. And I'm telling you, that's what's stopping us from possessing things. Our hands are so full with idols and, and, and things that we've gotten from the world, we can't possess God's promises. We got to empty ourselves of the, the, the things that we've been holding on the accolades, the titles, the, the fronts. Like some of us are still, I was, I was thinking through this the other day, like, okay, so, so man, this might, I don't know how this come across because this is not written down. <laughs> but 
I was thinking, like, you ever, like, come up, like, maybe in the hood and you were gullible at one time? You ever... I mean, I mean, before you, you know, because some of us have the testimony of really doing some treacherous things in the hood, right? You know, but, but you know, okay, so, so, I have, so I, I'm on stage, so I have people, and I have the mic, and then we're on video, we're on video all over the country, so I have people that's watching this, so I have people that's watch different stages. So some people I could say, uh, you know, some of the, the dirt that I did, and they'd be like, Keith? No! Then I have some people that go, Keith, that punk, he did what? Yeah, you know, Keith was a punk at one time. You know what I'm saying? Some people are like, Keith, that, man, that dude, man, I remember I punched him in his face. Somebody punched me in the face one time. Yeah, I got punched in the face. You know, that's how you learn not to get punched in the face. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to go through getting, see, some of y'all think y'all just came out and y'all was sweet in the hood. But, you know, you just get, you get punked, you get punched in the face. That's that's your unofficial initiation to either you're going to keep dealing with it or figure what to do, right? So I just figured out some things to do. But, but then somebody punked me. Somebody embarrassed me. Hey, somebody out there, uh, remember when, 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 when Keith had bad breath, you know, rushing out of the house before brushing my teeth, right? See, see all these little different stages are in people's lives. You know, I, the uh, foster home, when I, the first day in the foster home, everybody got their condiments, but I didn't, right? So I'm a kid. Like, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, young, I'm like his age. Or, and so everybody's getting it. Now, how old is he? How old is he? Oh, no, I was older than that. I was about three. All right. Well, imagine everybody getting their condiments, you know, whatever. I don't know. It was mustard, ketchup, whatever. No one's asking, so I have no reference, right? So I'm like, okay, so now, so is anybody going to consider me? So I start crying. So somebody remembers that. Matter of fact, we, we went home, and uh, 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 one of my cousins from when I grew up in the foster home was like, I remember Keith used to cry for ketchup. Right? True story. I cried for ketchup that day. Now, nobody thought through, well, he's the only one that didn't have to ask. <laughs> like, we didn't have to ask, Right? But what I'm saying is, throughout all these stages, right, all these little things we grow through, all these little things we, we do in the hood, you work to a point where you master, let's be honest, you master compromise. You master doing dirt. Like, you can be in certain arenas, and you get props. You get flavor, right? This is what's so tough about that. That's not a universal language. Like, you don't. You can't carry that 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 clout card everywhere. See, you think you can, but you. I'm telling you, you can't. If somebody they lie to you, you can't. And so what happens is God's trying to take us into His promises. Our promises is back to the whole picture. Is considering everything. We're trying to hold on to just one little angle of clout and props and. Oh man, yo, yo. Because there was a point where I remember they used to say I was crazy. Because. Uh, Remember, I had to figure out how to navigate in the hood. So what I figured out is, hey, I'm going to use all this intellect that I, I got. And folks going to think I'm crazy. And show sure now, folks be driving by, you know, in high school. Yo, what's up, craze? And I'll be like, cool. At least, you know, well, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, like, it's working. Look, look, some people are going, really? You, 
You weren't crazy? No, I wasn't crazy. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to punch that person in the face. I just told him, oh, hey, if I tell you, get him a punch in your face. No, I wasn't going to punch him in the face. But I knew he didn't know that, so I told him that. <laughs> and everybody's like, whoa, yo, Keith, woo, woo. What I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm, I'm for real. Be like, yo, man, go watch out, Keith, man. He don't play. Keith's just talking. What I'm trying to tell you is, I w <laughs> really right now you're gonna do that to me. All right, so, so what I'm trying to tell you is, for me to shift over into what God has for me, I had to let a lot of that stuff go. A lot of the things that that get, gave me acceptance in certain arenas. Now, some family members are looking at this. That's why you change. Yes. It wasn't worth what I was sacrificing. So when somebody, when you roll up to me and go, man, you done lost it, and I go, yeah. And then I say, I probably never had it. Guess what? Because I don't need it. Not, I'm not, I'm not, this is not who's better than who. I want God's promises. See, so now you got to ask yourself, what idol, what thing are you holding on to that's stopping you from receiving God's promises? Like, like what Joshua said, Joshua said, for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. See, some people sit in here every week and walk right out and soak up the world. Soak up the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And here you go again. Listen, what I said was true. I didn't say, you ain't no good, you wretched such. I never said that. What I said was some people, <laughs> didn't I say that? You heard me, right? I said some people. Now, if the some people is you. <laughs> some people walk right out of here and take up those idols of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life. And now, but what's frustrating and depressing them is they want the promises of God. You can't get both. You can't do that. No, it don't work that way. And you can justify in your mind, God knows my heart. Yes, he does. And according to the scripture, he ain't, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth that he shall reap. That's the New Testament. We just read in the Old Testament where he said, according to your words, your complaints, your murmur, I'm going to give it to you. Because you, you don't, you, you just talking. You don't believe me. You just going through the motions, right? We good? All right, so look, look. Isaiah 53, 13 says, but he who takes refuge in me shall possess the land and shall inherit or possess my holy mountain. He who takes refuge in me. You, see, so if I decide, if, 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 oh, whew, if, if I'm going through weight and craziness, right, and I decide to take refuge in a bottle of wine, that I'm trusting a bottle of wine to give me what, my promises. I'm trusting in the weed to give me my promises, the alcohol to give me my promises, the sex, the lust, the porn, whatever. I, what I'm saying is you can choose. He just said choose if you choose not, right? Okay, then don't look for God's promises, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying don't, don't even get mad at God because you've chosen. The scripture says you have your reward, it says in, in Matthew. You have your reward. See, a lot of what God gets us to do when we read through 2 Corinthians 9, he talks about 
Yeah, God gives seed to the sower. He says, he that soweth sparingly will also reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully will reap bountifully. That word reap means possess. He that soweth sparingly will possess sparingly. He that soweth uh, bountifully will possess bountifully. God put that scripture in there because he's saying, hey, it's right here in front of you. you. You're reaping what you sow. Like you can, you can justify anything else in your mind, but you're reaping what you sow. Like you can go, see, pastor, always, no, it's not pastor. The Bible says that. You're possessing based on what you are giving out. And so we, we, have a, uh, we have all, well, God understands because I'm going through, again, circumstances, hurdles. God understands, you know, based on uh, uh, my, uh, my situation. Listen, look, let's be honest about the situation. Let's step back and look at the whole picture. Let's step back and look at the, look, how the different levels of compromise, the lift, different levels of discipline. Um, and we'll see, it's all on us. It's not on God. God's getting a... a um, a bad rap. And, and a part of us not possessing this stuff, you know, the scripture says, what is it? It says, through patience you possess your soul. That's what it is. It's uh, Luke 21, 19. Right? And, and so we're trying to get these promises and we need patience. But a lot of our, the reason why we have to possess our soul before we can possess the promises, because our soul houses our mind, our will, our emotion, and our intellect. And so our mind, which we're confident in, like, like we support our mind. But our mind is, is cheating us a lot of times if it's not renewed by the spirit, by, by this word. Not right? So, so we have to possess that, that, those thoughts, uh, you know, uh, because what happens is it's stopping us from um, possessing the things of God. Even, uh, it was 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, uh, 3 and 4, it talks about, uh, let's go there. You know, I, I always use the example of uh, the Lion King from, from, from like the Simba story. The whole Simba story is, is, he basically had an improper image of himself. So he was, he was a king, um, but saw himself as st still as a little cub, you know, running around in the jungle, right? And so he was eating bugs when he was supposed to rule the kingdom. He was, all creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Something we're going to get into uh, uh, on Sunday, miracle DNA. Like, so, so, so it's kind of hard, like, like, in the movie Lion King, they was waiting for the right king to be in place. Scar was in place and everything was being consumed. Remember, Rafiki comes to uh, Simba and says, you're more than you become. And that's, that's basically what God has been telling us. We're more than we've become. And, and so we're looking, for, we're looking for these promises, and some of them are attached to favor. You know, the scripture says, I'll pour out a blessing you want room enough to receive. That's favor out ahead of you. Right? And so we, we, we can't see these things because our mind is clouding us from it. The, the thing about our mind, our mind can have us lean into our own understanding, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it can have us deceiving ourselves in uh, James chapter 119. 
right? And it can have us opposing ourselves, 2 Timothy 2, right? And so what happens is if we don't rescue ourselves from our own mind and our own understanding, we'll, we'll find ourselves excusing ourselves from the promises without us even know we excuse it. So like you show up for the promises, like, okay, I'm here for the promises. Oh, no, according to the records, you sent an advance uh, uh, email saying that you're, you're excusing yourself from the promises. So, so we just took it like you didn't want them. Let me see that. See, 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 without your permission, your mind is, is sending out advanced information to say, no, I'm good. I don't need that. And then your actions are corresponding with that. All because you lean to your own understanding. You've told yourself that you're, these idols are okay and they're kryptonite. You know, these lusts are okay, they're kryptonite. These comp we compromise our confidence with God and our vows to God all the time, and but we want the results of the vow. This is weird. Like we want the favor because on the other side of every covenant with God is blessings. That's favor going out ahead of us. Remember, like Maxwell Smart, is it, or, or was it uh, the motion-activated doors? Before you get there, the doors opening. But see, doors aren't opening. You ever walk up to a door and it's not opening? And what do you say? Oh, this place must be closed. We're walking up the doors for our blessings and our promises. The doors are closed because there's no favor out ahead of us because we haven't honored our covenant. See, our mind has convinced us that we don't need to. We can get, our, uh, we can get all these things, these favor by osmosis. That's the difference between uh, promotions. That's the difference between acquisitions, all types of stuff. Like, like, you see people that you go, now, I, hold on a second. Now, I don't know. How is this possible? But see, you ain't sitting around watching how they operate in their covenant. They might be a buffoon in every aspect of their life, but not their covenant with God. So you got all the, the, the intellect. They have the needful thing. <laughs> the covenant. Right, all right, so First Thessalonians 4, right? And then we'll, we'll, we'll close with that. All right, so First Thessalonians 4, 3 and 4. And so for this is the will of God. Look, this is the will of God. I, wanna, I just want to know what God's will is, okay? For this is the will of God. Even your sanctification. Look, that you should abstain from fornication, right? That's the will of God. Verse 4, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Every one of you. Nobody's exempt there. See, because when you possess that vessel, you possess that soul, now your, your body's not dragging you around. Remember the spirit is indeed willing, the flesh is weak. It's not dragging you around. You're telling it what to do. Get up. This is what we're doing. We're praying. We're reading. Now, we're in covenant. Now, listen, we're not trying to stay comfortable. We're trying to cross out of the comfort into the promises. Hey, forget comfort. I don't care how, I just had to trust God on this one. 